From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, this is Injury Insider with Derek Hayes. Injured in Georgia? Make the right call to the law office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Injury Insider is presented by Status Home Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs. Hello and welcome to Injury Insider with Derek Hayes on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live today from the Lake Lanier Islands Legacy Golf Course. We are here for a wonderful charity event. It is a beautiful day and we are podcasting under our Business Radio X tent. Today, the golf tournament is in sponsorship of Cat Rangers. This is the Special Forces of Cat Rescue. Wonderful. And me, personally, I'm your host. I'm Lita Brooks, and I love cats. So this was super fitting that we are here. Derek's laughing. You haven't even introduced him yet, and you can hear him laughing. This show will answer legal questions and debunk personal injury myths with insight and expertise. For over 25 years, Derek Hayes has exclusively represented injured parties in Georgia. Now he'd like to put that knowledge to work for you. My name is Lita Brooks and it's my pleasure to introduce the star of our show, Derek Hayes. Good afternoon, Derek. Good afternoon. Good to be here. And yeah, I was laughing because of the two of us, you have three cats and I'll stress you have three cats and I have allergies for cats. So there's a different kind of respect, affinity, whatever you want to call it well, yeah. for cats. <laughs> and here I am at a cat rescue. <laughs> Terrible organization. Funny. Well, we got the call that we could podcast remotely today, and I jumped all over it. I'm going to let you tell them why this is your show. Uh, Why would, besides being here on this beautiful day and supporting this charity, this this location has special meaning for us. Yes, it does. In fact, just last weekend, I know podcasts live forever, but just last weekend, you and I were to be buried here at Lake Lanier Islands, not at the golf course, at one of the wedding pavilions. But we were to have been married. We had to postpone for several reasons, primarily the health of your dad, who yes. we want to walk you down the aisle. And mm. the the uh, traditional side of me, I wanted him to be there. And, and, of course, knowing that he might be in the hospital and not able to do that, we decided to postpone. Since then, we've had other issues that came up that uh, made that postponement decision even better. In fact, last weekend, the day of our what was going to be our wedding, we were here all day. It was Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we walked out to the point of the... Uh, the wedding pavilion where it looks out over the water and it was a terribly cold day. When I say terribly cold, I don't mean 20 and 30 degree weather. I mean, probably 50, 40 degree weather. And it's with been wind beautiful and whipping. 80 here in Georgia all week. And of course, the day we're supposed to get married and we had friends staying here. They had actually come for the wedding. They knew we weren't getting married, but they kept their reservation. Sure, they sure. were glamping. And so we said, this will be wonderful. We'll still go spend the weekend out there. We'll enjoy the resort. It is absolutely stunning out here. We are on the golf course, and it, it's it's just beautiful. I can't right. tell you how magical but the uh, weather Lake Lanier Islands is. The, the wind was brutal. And it that's was the best brutal on Saturday. It was cold. I had on multiple sweatshirts and was still cold, blankets. Uh, and so that at least made it go full circle to know that the day we had picked would have been crummy weather had we kept that date but yeah and you feel a little bit better about the decision because hopefully next time and it's coming up now in august we've postponed until then hopefully the weather will be much more cooperative because when you have an outdoor wedding you have no idea what you're going to have that day but it would not have been 
the best weather day for us. Uh, before we begin and jump into the, today's topic, a quick reminder that Injury Insider is brought to you by my very own blog and podcast, Status Life with Lita, and by the law office of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia, make the right call to the law office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. <laughs> All right, let's get started. We are going to jump into the topic of today. Derek, do you want to introduce this for us? Yeah, I've done all kinds of topics. I've talked about blogs. I've talked about legal issues. I've explained illegal terms. We've talked about all the different kinds of personal injury claims. But today it's a little bit different because as a personal injury attorney, I would much prefer that you not be in a wreck as opposed to being in a wreck, being injured and having to call me to help you out. So I want to give some of the top summer driving safety tips to keep you hopefully safe from harm so you don't have to call me. And as an attorney, I have a blog on my website, and and I've done a blog before about summer driving tips. And I went to several resources to kind of put this together. Um, You know, as the kids get out of school and and summer travel season begins, I I decided to take some of those safety tips and kind of put it together for all of us to, to hopefully learn something about. And I will say this, another reason why I did it, the period between Memorial Day and Labor Day is known as the 100 deadliest days. Have you ever heard that? I have never heard before? that. That's very eerie. It is. And it's it's something that started with state trooper, uh, state troopers throughout the country, different states. But it's referred to as 100 deadliest days because, historically, it's when our country sees an increase of fatal crashes among teenagers. Aww. There were more than 8,300 deadly crashes involving teen drivers from 2008 wow. to 2018 in that period of time. That's more than seven people a day each summer. Wow. So that's a horrible statistic. It's horrible and, and it, it, it believable and unbelievable all at the same time. You just you don't want to be a part of that statistic or have any of your loved ones. Right. And most people drive significantly longer distances in the summer for vacations. I mean, we drive every day back and forth to work, the grocery store, running errands, kids to school, whatever it may be. But it's that summer travel period, that season where you're driving, say, four, five, six, eight, ten hours away and more likely to to encounter some of these difficulties. Well, the statistic also says teen involving teen drivers. Right. It's not specific to teens. Right. But the common sense for me would be they're out of school. That's why I included that. Right. They're on the road. Sure. sure. Right. And kids normally, of course, the the early driving ages, 16, 17, 18 are in high school. So during the school year, they're, of course, wrapped up in school and should not be on the roads. But it's during the summers they're out and about. And uh, as you well know, teens are very inexperienced drivers. They tend to. Uh, and I'm not trying to throw teens under the bus, but they too, do tend to drive erratically at times, trying to impress their friends. They try and race. They try and show off their car, their truck, their Jeep, whatever it may be. And unfortunately, as a result of that, they're more likely to be involved in deadly crashes. Well, how about just not paying attention? I mean, we yeah. have our phones now. You and I are older. Yes. We didn't have a cell phone in our car yes, or we anything. just had friends you know? in the car. And even now, still. and I'm bad, and don't tell anybody, but, you know, if it dings... I have that bad habit of looking at it. It's kind of a natural reaction. Yeah. But summer travel, and also, too, a lot of times when you travel out of town on a vacation, you're traveling roads in areas you're not familiar with. Right. So you're not sure about the next roundabout, which here in the U.S., we're starting to see a lot more roundabouts, and people are familiar how to use those. All right. I know personally about you that one of your favorite things is statistics. You even said to me, 
why don't you go look up a stat on that? Something in passing the other day. And I went, what? No telling. What no do you telling. say? Why don't you go look up a stat? I don't know. You love statistics, right? You yes. love facts. That That yes. is Derek Hayes and, and his attorney brain. So I want you, I know you brought some some stats yes. because I know you did some research. So I'm going to hand it over to you to go to the top of your statistic list. I think that also kind of plays on my sports background because stats right? are everything when you, you're in sports. You just do. You, yes, you love facts. And I love following exactly what the stats are for all kinds of things. But anyway, before I start discussing the tips, like you said, I do want to pull some of those or, or go over some of those stats I pulled to, to cover. A lot of these were um, for the U.S. specifically. I'm going to start with those. Then I'm going to talk about Georgia, which is where we're located. I do have a few that I want to provide about Georgia specifically. Most of these stats come from the National Tra- Traffic Safety Board, the NTSB. Uh, some are from AAA and other resources. But let's start with the first one. In the U.S., about 38,000 people die every year in automobile crashes. 38,000 wow. people. Now, we're talking death. Yes, not right? just a crash. No, we're, we're not talking just a, a car wreck with a sore arm, a sore mm-hmm. neck, sore back. We're talking fatalities, unfortunately. The average person, anybody, the average person will likely crash their car between three and four times in a lifetime. I got a few more to go. I've only had one. <laughs> well, think about it. You know, I'm not talking necessarily about just uh, that rear end collision or that head on collision or anything like that. Backing into a tree stump. Oh, I did that once, or, so I've got two. Okay, well, it could be, uh, you know, um, pulling into a parking space and clipping a post, or you know, some of those kind of things are are technically car crashes. And so, everyone, um, statistically, between three and four times in their lifetime, will in be involved. That stat? Uh, yeah, I've had a few. Yes, as a matter of fact, I have. Okay, nothing that I did, not knock on wood, but uh, yes, I, I've been hit, and yes, I've been a victim of it. All right, next, most car accidents happen within five minutes of a driver's home. Mm -hmm. You've probably heard that. I have. I've heard five miles, but Mm -hmm. this one said five Five minutes minutes. of your driver's home, which may be five miles, but uh, it's just you're typically traveling in that close proximity to home, and that's where most wrecks occur. When you drive and speak on your cell phone, you increase your chances of getting into a car car wreck by 400%. When you're driving and talking on your cell phone. That's scary. You talked about distraction. Personally. And I'm sure a lot of people just went, "Uh uh-oh. And that's That's the only time I talk. Sure. But that's why we also have hands-free laws now. But this is not exclusive to hands-free. This is talking on your cell phone. Right. Because there is a distraction involved Mm -hmm. in carrying on that conversation. You maybe zone out for a minute. You're Mm -hmm. not paying attention. You look down, whatever it may be. Next, car accidents are the leading killer of children Mm -hmm. under the age of 15 in the U.S. Again, a sad statistic, but that can also, too, many times be combated by proper car seats, Mm -hmm. proper restraint systems for children. Uh, you know, the young children all the way up through the times when they're using those little booster seats. Sometimes people have a kid in a booster seat, but they're not using it properly. Uh, next, on average, one pedestrian dies from a car crash every 88 minutes in the U.S. Or, wow. Yeah, in the U.S. This is a U.S. statistic. So, again, pedestrians, people don't pay attention sometimes when they come to intersections. Or, you know, it could be either way. It could be the pedestrian walking out in front of someone or someone driving, not noticing and not looking that direction, looking on the uh, paying with their cell phone, whatever it could have been. Uh, the U.S. has an estimated 280 million vehicles and more than 227.5 million drivers. Wow, that is a lot of people on the road. On average, there are over six million passenger car accidents in the U.S. every year. 
six million car wrecks. So I guess that number, and I'm glad because now it looks a little smaller where it says 38,000 people die, but yet there's six million accidents. Sure. And I'm glad. I'm yes, glad yes. it's not over even 100,000. But it's think of all the 50,000. Sure. And think of all the advances we've had from safety mechanisms yes. here in the U.S. Yes. We, well, they're obviously working. We have airbags. We have all mm-hmm. kinds of restraint systems that are now more improved. We have crumple zones that are more. Uh, sturdy than they were in the past, things that are protective of those people inside the confines of a car. Mm-hmm. But also, too, the, the negative is speed is a different issue nowadays. Cars are made to go faster, go quicker, and those kind of things can lead to more car wrecks. And then finally, the last one from the U.S., and I, I had several others, but I just picked a few. Car wrecks are the leading cause of death in the country, resulting in more than 38,000 people losing their lives every year. So it's considered to be the leading cause of death in the U.S. because of 38,000 thousand people you know the, the number we gave while right, ago. so right. you think about all other diseases and things that are going around 38,000 now this statistic specifically came from 2019 from the NTSB it's interesting because they didn't have any stats for 2020 or 2021 my only thought could be COVID that's what I, yeah and there was an interruption to some of the statistical sure. we data were they put together stuck at home and so. the driving statistics yep. changed the number mm-hmm. of people out on the road businesses shut down Vacation locations closed. Those right. things that, that put All us out of on the road. Travel. It, I'm sure 2020 was significantly less. Sure, and different for sure different, because of the less less sure. people on the road. But anyway, so back in 2019, we'll go with that. It was considered to be the leading cause of death in the U.S. Well, and I would be interested to see. You can do this in a future show. Now that we're in 2022, uh, we are here in Georgia. Everything is is wide open again and has been for 2022. Just where those numbers fall now. Yeah it, yeah, it will be. Well, I'll wait to see when they come out. That's why right, right. I, I looked at several different locations. I know locations you. You're going to find your stats. <laughs> yes. Derek will bring it to you, I it, promise. It is important because it, it does tell you a lot. <laughs> it tells you a lot about what's going on. So I did talk about the U.S. Let, let's uh-huh. kind of now go to Georgia since okay. I'm located here in Georgia. So nearly 125,000 people were recorded as injured in 2021. That's in a car wreck. Okay. So 2021 stats are here in Georgia, but not on the U.S. level. So 125,000 of roughly 6 million total. Correct. Here in Georgia. In 2021, there were 1,407 traffic fatalities in Georgia. That's a lot. That is a lot. Because that's also during a time where we were still statistically Mm -hmm. shut down. And, Mm -hmm. you know, things weren't completely wide open during the course of 2021. But that's a lot of people. Also, too, based on that stat, Georgia ranks fourth in fatalities behind Texas, number one. California, number two, and Florida, number three. But yet Georgia is the eighth most populous state. Okay. Let me try to guess on that. Is it because of where we're located? Because we're, you know, Atlanta. From Georgia, we can touch all these other states. You're you're exactly right. You basically have to pass through all different parts of Georgia to get anywhere, east, west, north, and south. Sure, sure. You're and going through Georgia. You're right, and, and there are several reasons. That's one. And, and then other is we're the world's busiest airport. Okay. There are a lot of people that travel through here, and if they have a layover for a day or so, they may get a car, go see Atlanta. But you're right about the other part. People up north who want to go to Florida, for mm-hmm. example, for vacation, there are a lot that do. Or even South Carolina, North Carolina, states that are right here with us, Tennessee, you've got to travel you got, through sure. Georgia. This is where we're and located. I-75 and I-85 are also the some of the top traveled interstates in our country. More cars on the road on those interstates than virtually anywhere else. We also have I-95. 
uh, going up the coast. Yes, and we have mm-hmm. 20, I-20 mm-hmm. that comes going from east and west. Alabama that goes yep. through the state, kind of uh, cuts through the middle of the state of Georgia. So is there a stat that indicates how many car accidents happen per day here in Georgia? Yeah, like I said, it's about 1,720 drivers involved in car wrecks every day here in Georgia. Um, so that's a lot per day. Think about that. That's mm-hmm. over 70 drivers in an hour. Wow. That so is a lot. So 70 different people involved in car wrecks. Now, it could be more. There could be passengers, that kind of thing. But per hour here in Georgia, 70. That's a lot. That is a lot. And again, we're the eighth most populous state. In 2019, and this is, again, is prior to COVID because this statistic was not out for 2020 or 2021. But in 2019, here in Georgia, 95% of Georgia emergency room visits were car accident victims, according to the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety. So 95% of people that went to hospitals here in Georgia in the year 20, or I'm sorry, yeah, 2019, 95% were wow. there because of a car wreck. And That's a real that, high stat. It is. I would think it would be 50. And that came from the Georgia Governor's yeah. Office of Highway Safety. Hmm. Also, of that number, 75% were hospitalized for their injuries. So 95% were there because of car wrecks. 75% of those spent at least one night there at the hospital. Well, uh, I don't know. Eye-opening. That's the best thing I can say at sure. a loss for words. That's you know sad and heartbreaking. So now you need to tell us about the summer driving tips so we are not a part of those statistics. Yeah, as I said, it's kind of interesting for a personal injury attorney to talk about how to not have wrecks because, quite frankly, I don't want you to have to call me. But we do want to cover some of those things. Uh, specific to summer and tips to, to avoid. 70 per hour, somebody's calling you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Is that why you don't get home from work before well, 10 every night? Yes. Yes. yes that, that, Very busy. Yeah, I've said forever, people in Georgia, and can be said for many states, will never learn how to drive. <laughs> uh, it, it's sad. And and the next part to that I always say is that insurance companies will never get religion. Right. If insurance companies did what they are supposed to do when you pay those premiums, then quite frankly, I wouldn't have a job nor would many other attorneys that do what I do. I do so, hear you say that a yes, lot. Yes, I, I tell people that frequently. Yeah. But let's talk about the, the first thing. I want to talk okay. about uh, you know tips for summer. Let's talk about weather. Okay, right? okay. Anyone that lives Hot. here in Georgia and, and most of the southeast knows that weather can change in a very short period of time. One of the, the old common adages you hear is if you don't like the weather in Georgia, stick around for five minutes, it'll change. Uh, however, we tend to, to have those late afternoon storms and temperatures get in the 80s, the 90s. So let's talk about what you do when a torrential downpour hits. We're, we're prone to those late afternoon thunderstorms that, that get really, really loud. Mm-hmm. Lots yeah. of thunder, oh, yeah. lots of lightning, sometimes hell, and just very difficult. They come out of nowhere. Conditions. Right, exactly. The number one thing, and, and this is true no matter who you ask, is slow down. Slow down. Uh, you need to consider that slowing down on the roads uh, can can help you look for those uh, slick or obscured obstacles, those those areas where the roads are, are pulled with water. Uh, you know, if you hit your brakes quickly, it's an opportune time for your car to lose traction and skid. You could skid through that standing water, go off the roadway, flip, all those kind of things that can happen if you're speeding too much as you go through a, a uh, torrential downpour. Inexperienced drivers are the ones that tend to drive at those high speeds during the bad weather. We talked about teen drivers earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, that can worsen the conditions and, and cause pileups. Uh, one car hitting another car can lead to four or five others being involved in that same wreck in a, a very bad uh, downpour. Can I interject a little story here? Sure. So it didn't happen to me, but it did happen to, she was my boss at the time, my mentor, uh, 
adore this woman. And I've always thought about this during a heavy storm. This is what happened to her. She was driving and it was a very desolate area. A storm came out of nowhere. Uh, this was in Florida, not Georgia, but they get the same afternoon downpours. She was going 45. You 45. That is not very no, not fast, fast, especially no. if the sun is out. 45 in a downpour. And she was alone in her car. She was not on the phone. Two hands on the wheel, being very cautious as it was dark. She said she felt her car pick up on the water. And yeah. she began to hydroplane and spun and hit a tree head on. In hitting that tree, she sure. sustained a very severe head injury. 45 miles per hour. That yeah. is not, again, I just can't, not fast. When you think about the vehicle, whether it's a car or a big truck, it, it weighs several thousand pounds. And the reality is that less than an inch of water, less than an inch of water can make that car hydroplane and can make that car lose control like you're talking about. So you have to slow down. The second thing is pull over. A lot of people don't do this. Uh, you may find that it's best to pull over uh, if the weather is so bad, the visibility is, is limited. Um, if you find the right time to turn on your hazard lights when you pull over, do that. Don't drive with your hazard lights on, but pull over and put your hazard lights on. Uh, let people see that you're on the side of the road. Watch out for the large puddles uh, and trenches when you do pull over. Uh, you know, sometimes if you pull over and you pull over in the wrong spot, you might get stuck. And that's not what you want to do. No. Uh, and then the final one would be buckle up. You know, people nowadays, thankfully, studies have shown that 90.4% of drivers do remember to put their seatbelts on, but that's almost 10% that don't. Um, I think we're all victim of sometimes getting in the car very quickly, taking off, and then not very far down the road, maybe less than a mile, you realize, oh, wait, I forgot to buckle my seatbelt. I feel but like... But it becomes very common now to do that. I feel like now in life with this generation, I feel like when we were kids, we never buckled. And it was harder to train us to buckle sure. because my kids and their friends and every time we jump in a car, everybody just automatically buckles. I've just noticed that. Yeah. And I remember when I was their age, put your seatbelt on, you had to tell me four times. It's just it wasn't second nature because it, we didn't buckle as children. I'm going to ask you a trivia question based on what you okay, just said. Okay. okay. <laughs> so what did car manufacturers start doing to make us learn to put a seatbelt on every time? Oh, didn't they put it on the visor? They put the warning? No. Now I'm thinking even something more simple Or the simple dings? No. Cars started being designed where seatbelts did it for you. You remember when you would oh, sit in a car and the seatbelt it, it, it automatically, automatically went over you. Right. Yes, that was and you done, had to buckle your lap belt. Correct. Yes. That was done to purposely make people start using seatbelts. But that was very dangerous. Yes. There were things that came from that, too, that, that led to... Uh, lots of litigation regarding those kind of seatbelts. But ultimately, though, that was training your mind to get seatbelted every time you got in the car. The automatic. That, yes. Right? The yes. automatic seatbelt. That's Correct. what they were using to train. Correct. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So nowadays, how often do you see it? It's not very often. Not very I often I don't at think all. any model car, current model car, makes the seatbelts where they're on the door frame, and as you open the door, the seatbelt comes off, and when you close the door, the seatbelt comes back on. Well, I had a very, another story, very dear friend in high school. I was very, very young. She was a bit older, and, you know, I'm in my 40s, so that tells you, you know, 25, 30 years ago, that's when they were, right, because you don't see them anymore, right. so that's when they were being made. Uh, she went on a date. The boyfriend picked her up. That's the kind of car he had. She uh -huh. had never been in one before. She thought she had her seatbelt on. Because it went over her and crossed her body, sure. not knowing she, she had to put a lap belt, belt on. Mm -hmm. He never said anything. She thought she had her seatbelt on. He crashed. 
she flew out the windshield and hit her head on the concrete and oh was dead upon impact. Oh, that's a horrible She story. did not die. She did not die. They revived her. She is alive even today and has had wow. a beautiful, wonderful life. Uh, different. There was some traumatic brain injury. But the litigation was she thought she had her seatbelt on. Sure. she That was the 100%. She was adamant. I shouldn't have flown at her fan because she had a seatbelt cross her. Right. And, and then... then I think that's where they started putting it on the visor, telling people that, you know, that kind of came second. Um, But yes, very dangerous. I want to tell one quick story. I want you to tell it because you tell it a lot quicker. When I tell a story, she laughs because I take at least 10 minutes. I just interject to get to the end. But she could tell the story in less than 30 seconds. So 10 minutes or 30 seconds. I'll let you give the 30 second version of our recent experience (laughs) with weather and driving. Oh, it was awful. You can interject here because this was a story that affected both of us. We were coming home from spring break. We had gotten wind, no pun intended, that we were going to drive through some bad weather. But when you're at the beach, you don't really understand the severity of what's happening back at home. Or for us, I just feel like there was this big disconnect. And we woke up that morning and it was cloudy. And I remember us saying, should we go home? Should we just go ahead and head back? It's cloudy here at the beach. And we said, well, let's just go and say goodbye to our friends. Well, the sun came out and you put some sunshine on Derek and I. And it was just, (laughs) we had an abbreviated spring break anyway. So we were going to make the most of the whole thing. But that meant we were going to be driving home in the bad weather. Still just thought it was rain. Why can't we drive home? And we'll just be careful. Derek's a good, cautious driver. We're going to be fine. So all of a sudden, I didn't know this, but Waze will reroute you for bad weather. We learned that We learned that. So we're following Waze, the app Waze, to get home. And we're on I-16 coming up towards Macon. And all of a sudden, Waze said, rerouting, turn right in one mile. Your turn off. Turn, we're you know, the, we're we on were the interstate. We're in the middle of nowhere, Right, too. on the end, 16. I don't know if you know that highway, but there's nothing anyways on 16, let alone if it's going to get you off of 16 into these back roads. Well, it gets us off, and now we're really on the back roads. I mean, there is no one anywhere. And all of a sudden, Derek's got the navigation sort of sitting on his lap. I'm holding a phone, playing a game. Both kids have tablets behind us. And all the sirens go off. All And Derek goes, what's that? And I said, that's a tornado. And he said, where? And I said, right here. They were right on top of us. They were yes, touching down. The alerts start going off. The sirens start going off. The only way we can even see the sky through the rain and the darkness is the lightning. And it's everywhere. I mean, it would light up the right side. It would right, light up the left side. We're all watching very intently for a tornado it, it was just the creepiest, eeriest experience. My children are in the back seat. I was terrified. I had them buckle up. You know how a kid will sometimes put their seatbelt on under their armpit. And I'm like, everybody make sure you're back buckled in. Put your pillows over the windows. I thought we were about to either roll or get swept up right, in right. the tunnel of a tornado. And we sought shelter. We did one of those things that uh, is another tip that I was going to throw in here. We sought shelter immediately. We had to. We, I, I was. I'm, I panic in situations. You don't. We okay. <laughs> this is a thing about me. So I'm like Derek. What do we do? What do we do? There's no overpasses. We're on a two lane road. There's not a car in sight. Which because they're the smart people. Clearly, yeah, we were yeah. not in that moment. And you said it. You said we got to get off. We got to find yeah, shelter. Yeah, we got to find shelter. So we we Google. My son's googling. I'm looking. We find that there's a Best Western in the middle of nowhere, nine miles away. 
we pull up as fast as we can. We tell the kids, just run, just run, just get inside that lobby. And we were able to wait out the tornadoes. But sure enough, the girl working the front desk said, oh, yeah, a tornado just touched down at my house. And you <laughs> Very said, flippantly, she where, said, oh, yeah, one just touched Where's down. your house? She said, oh, about 10 minutes down the road, exactly where, where we were we driving mm-hmm. into. That's why Waze rerouted us. Correct, correct. It was awful. We were shaking. It was just like the movie Twister because the power's flickering in the lobby of this Best Western. Um, When we left there, there's power lines everywhere. The power was out in all these little towns. I mean, there was debris. There were those big trash cans. Tree limbs. I mean, it was awful. It was awful. And we got caught right out there in it. Oh, so. yeah. So that, that's why I started with the weather. Because we, we did just it. It was, a, com- it. It was a, a sheer accident. And we are grown adults with children in the car. And <laughs> yeah. we almost lost our life. It was a terrible, yes. terrible night. Um, all right. Moving on past the story. Go back to the summer tips. What are some other tips? All right. I'm just going to give a few here. Just in the interest of time, I'll touch okay. on some of the high, uh, the, the big points. But travel earlier or later in the day. You don't want to travel in the middle of the day in the summer. A lot of people don't realize that, but the roads are typically the busiest between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Also, too, that's the heat of the day. Mm-hmm. And it leads to a lot of uh, misery, I guess you could say, with drivers not liking to be on the road at that time. So statistically, it's better to travel earlier in the day or later in the day, sometimes as early as 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or even 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Drive the speed limit. We're in Metro Atlanta. I don't know of many people that do. But make yourself one of those people. Drive the speed limit as best you can, especially, you know, the safety aspect of it. But cops are everywhere. And I'm not trying to to downgrade what they do. What they do is important. But, you know, there's the danger of a speeding ticket. Those kind of things that you'll have to deal with. Prepare for road congestion. And when I say that, I'm thinking about people on vacation. You know, you you got to look out for uh, unexpected um, road construction, unexpected car wrecks. You need to. You know, have snacks, potentially, if you've got young kids. Uh, be aware of, of what can happen with that road congestion and backup that would delay your trip. Watch out for teen drivers. You know, I've, I've brought them up several times. Mm-hmm. Teen drivers are very inexperienced. They're, they're typically uh, not as best with their judgment. The sound judgment when it's you know behind the wheel, it could be speed. It could be not paying attention. It could be talking to their friend in the car with them. So watch out for the teen drivers. Be Uh, Be careful if you're in the car with one. Make sure you keep them focused. Inspect your tires. Uh, You know, tire safety is extremely important. I've had multiple calls through the years of of tire blowouts and not my clients, but someone who was traveling next to someone who had a tire blowout and and made them lose control of their car and hit my client. Well, then I would interject, check your teen's tire pressure because they may not know to do that. Right, right. And as a parent, you should be absolutely monitoring your, your child's vehicle, look for safety lights, go sit in the car and start it up, check and see. Uh, look at the, the air pressure, look at the, uh, the tread on the tires, all those kind of things. And along those same lines, regularly maintain your vehicle. Mm-hmm. Oil changes, uh, coolant issues, all those things that can potentially make your car overheat or have you stranded on the side yeah, of the road. Yeah, you don't want to, oh, and, and a hot day in Atlanta, you do not want to be on the side of the road. And don't gamble or roll the dice when your vehicle says, uh, you know, your, your low fuel warning comes on and it says, oh, you've got 10 miles. Don't automatically assume that you really do have 10 miles. Think that you have five because there are times where that light is not necessarily correct. That happened to me. It what? said a quarter tank <laughs> and I, I was stuck on 85. Quarter tank, and it went down to zero. It malfunctioned. 
Wow, wow. Well, the one that I got from AAA, or a few, but one that was interesting was uh, AAA recommends that whether traveling five miles or 500 miles, every driver should carry these items. And it's a list. Okay. And that's why I put this in here. Number one, a mobile phone charger. Yes. I, I'm guilty. I don't have a charger in my vehicle right now. I usually do, but I don't. A flashlight with extra batteries. A first aid kit. Okay. Drinking water. Extra snacks and food, booster cables, emergency flares or reflectors, windshield wiper fluid, and a basic toolkit with a tire pressure gauge and adjustable wrench. That's a great list. Yeah, that's what AAA put together. I want to go home and yeah, put, all, put that, all that together. Yeah, I'm going the to. Safety bag. I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah. Here was another interesting one from AAA. AAA says flip-flops are fine for the beach, but they're not the best footwear when it comes to tra- driving. Uh, you know, your straps can get yep. caught on the, you hate the driving accelerator. Oh, I don't. I usually don't. If I'm wearing flip-flops, I'll drive barefooted, and I'll take the flip-flops, flip-flops off before I start to drive mm-hmm. for that reason. They can get stuck. They can, you know, obviously, uh, as we well know, flip-flops can be very flimsy and, and can create problems while you're trying to drive with it. And then another one, uh, if you're tying anything on the top of your car, think of summer items, a surfboard, a cooler, uh, towels, camping supplies, those kind of things. Make sure that the weight limit is not over the limit uh, for your vehicle because that is important. People can put too much weight on the top of their car. But also, too, think about height restrictions. If you're driving a, a pickup truck or a, a Jeep and you have some some extended height because you've put a car carrier on top. Uh, or what if you even have a car or an SUV and you put your bikes on there? Yeah, exactly. You get it, you well, know? Right, yeah. you're right. Overpasses, all those kind of things. Uh, and finally, avoid distractions. Uh, distractions can be parents turning around and getting on their kids in the back seat it could be other <laughs> people in the vehicle with you it could be your cell phone the radio um, sending a text reading a text uh you know and, and this one i'll say because it's that important and unfortunately it's a very bad thing it happens more than it ever should but make sure if you have a child in the car and you're going somewhere always turn around and check and make sure if you're if you don't remember, make sure the kid's not in the car because unfortunately, lots of kids are left in cars every year Aww. and die from heat stroke. So, so sad. Even if you think it's for a few minutes, just take just them with you. Just turn around and look. Just take make them sure. with you. And you know what? There's plenty of places that pets can go. If you're going to Lowe's or Home Depot or I don't even care the grocery store, stick them in the cart. You know, just yeah. I'd rather you get scolded than leave him in the car and have something I terrible did, happen. I did think of one more. I said the last one, but I do have one more. And that's uh, something that people don't think about. Don't put canned drinks or aerosol cans in your vehicle mm-hmm. when it's hot outside. If you don't believe me, go to YouTube and Google uh, you know, aerosol can and hot car and see yeah. what happens. Uh, okay. They explode. And it's, it's explode. horrible, especially if you're driving down the road and and your car's hot, and that aerosol can't explode, I guarantee you, you're going to have a wreck. All right. What about eating? I know I'm guilty yeah. of this. I got to hit a drive through I mean... Yeah, it- that's that's it. There are things that are people think are much more con- conducive to eat behind the wheel, like a hamburger or chicken sandwich, that kind of thing, as opposed to a salad. But in reality, you shouldn't eat anything if you're driving. It's okay to have a drink and pick it up, have a sip of your bottle of water or, you know, not an alcohol drink, but your, your soft drink. 
that's okay, but you, you still got to be very attentive when you do that. But don't try and eat a meal while you're driving. I would say, because I'm a mom, this is the way that I think, you know, my children, they're watching me, by example, and sure. they're going to be drivers one day. So if exactly. I'm on my phone, they're going to remember that. If, if I'm eating a sandwich, they're going to remember that, especially when they start driving, and they're going to be young, and they're going to be inexperienced, and they're going to see me as a 40-some-year-old who's a little more confident behind the wheel, um, thinking they can do the same thing. So I just, that would be my final, you know, yeah, words exactly. of warning. But as always, thank you for your research. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your expertise. Please tell all your listeners if they have a question, uh, whether it's for the podcast, you always do some shows. Once you, you know, get a whole bunch of questions, you make a full podcast out of listener questions but it can also be very direct to a podcast that you can answer privately or it can be about a case if they've been injured in any certain way and they'd like to talk to you about representation how can they find you sure go to my website that's the starting point it's derek d-e-r-e-k the letter m as in matthew and then hayes h-a-y-s dot com so derek m hayes dot com at my website, you'll see uh, a, uh, a comments box that'll pop up, and you can actually have a conversation with someone in my office regarding a potential claim. You can click on the podcast tab. You can submit a specific question for a podcast or a comment if you'd like to do that. Also, too, you can go to contact us, and you can directly email me about a potential claim. If there's a question you have, a car wreck or whatever kind of personal injury claim it is, I'll be the one to call you. I'll be the one to respond directly to your email. I'll be the one to discuss it with you. So go to my, my website. You'll find the prior podcast, my blog, lots of information about me and my law firm as well. You can also call me, my phone number, 404-777-HURT or 678-225-0970. Check out my social media platforms. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Law Office of Derek M. Hayes, also on Twitter. You're saying that backwards. It's Derek M. Hayes Law Office. Like I said, Derek M. Hayes Law <laughs> Office. <laughs> no, that is correct. I, I, I need to talk to uh, Kirsten, but I'm pretty sure. Yep. Derek M. Hayes Law Office. That's okay. how you will find Derek on Instagram Facebook. And Facebook. I, Instagram. Instagram. Yes, okay. yes, yes. It is, it is backwards. Um, all right. Thank you so much for joining us on Injury Insider with Derek Hayes, presented by Status Life with Lita and the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes. Don't forget that you can enjoy any of these episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Injury Insider with Derek Hayes. This program is also available on Apple, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for Derek Hayes, I'm Lita Brooks, and you've been listening to Injury Insider on Business Radio X. 